This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at craftsanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to episode 139 of the Craft Sanity Podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by ACS Home and Work, a local West Michigan company that I actually do business with. Uh, this is where I get tea towels for printmaking. I'm really excited to be working on a line of products that I'm going to be bringing to market soon. I was thrilled to be able to find some flower sack towels that I could purchase locally, which was really fun. So if you head over to ACS Home and Work, they have quite a range of products. Everything from pillowcases and tea towels to canvas bags and other goods. There's a lot available for people who do screen printing, embroidery, and also the printmaking like I do. So head on over to ACS Home and Work and check it out. And let's get on to this week's show. So I am bringing you another conversation that I recorded at the AQS quilt show back in August. I mean, there's so many stories and so many quilts and so many things to try to absorb all at once. And it's kind of funny that actually uh, Ted from ACS pointed me to this booth because he knew I was on my little knee walker. There are plenty of people coming up to me giving me like some helpful tips about where, you know, some of the best things at the show. And I think they felt like they wanted to help me out, which I appreciated because actually moving through the show was rather taxing. One of the things that seemed to be very, very popular at the show the Coloricious booth. I finally made my way over to this booth and boy, was it worth it because I got to meet Jamie Malden. She is an artist from the UK who was at the quilt show selling her really awesome blocks for printing. So they're this wooden block that is hand carved. When you first get them, they have like a a coat of like a white finish on the top so you can see the design. So when you walked past her booth, it was glorious. So you, <laughs> you could see all these just amazing designs. And as someone who's kind of dabbling in block printing, I was amazed by the craftsmanship. I mean, this is fantastic. And I'm carving into linoleum. So I have a lot of respect for people that are carving into that wood because I it seems to me, I haven't done a lot of carving in wood, but it seems to me like that is a less forgiving medium. And it seems like it's a little more challenging than the kind of carving that I've been experimenting with. The last day of the show, I went back to her booth. And this is after I bought a boatload of blocks and went home and printed with my daughter, Amelia. And we just absolutely loved it. So I had some experience with these blocks and went back and talked to her. It's just really fabulous. And I wish Jamie lived closer than the UK because she's over in the UK those of you who are over there or those of you who travel to the UK or actually people who want to travel to India to see where these textiles are printed using these blocks and where the blocks are made themselves, she organizes trips. Head over to colorishes.com after you listen to the show and you'll be able to get all kinds of information about textile workshops and she has a ton of YouTube videos online so you can see her technique. You also can order blocks as well. So the wooden printing blocks you can see online and they are, I mean, seriously, they're a lot of fun. And if you don't have 
a block to start printing with. Uh, keep in mind that there are things you can do to kind of try this technique. You can carve into an eraser. You also could carve something into a potato or fruit. Probably my first printing experience was with a potato in a preschool or kindergarten class where a teacher made like a star or a heart and we made wrapping paper. I remember this quite vividly and it's such a fun thing and I, I guess I never outgrew that love of making my own fabric or pattern or paper design. I'm hoping that this catches on more in the United States. From talking to Jamie, it seems like it's already taken hold in the UK and it's starting to kind of take hold in the United States. But I think that there seem to be people either they were wildly into it, people that went past her booth, or they were kind of like not quite sure what it was all about. So I think that Grand Rapids in West Michigan hasn't quite latched on to this yet. But I know I am fully engaged with paper making and like I needed one more thing to get addicted to. But I also think the blocks are so beautiful that, you know, I want to put them up on my wall. Yes, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Jamie was very kind to, on the very last day of the show, when I know she had to be exhausted, she was very kind to sit down for an interview and we sat right in her booth. So there is going to be some background noise. So bear with us, please. Yeah, so pour yourself a cup of tea and settle in for an enjoyable trip and it's going to feel kind of like a trip around the world because Jamie's going to tell us about the people who make the blocks and the trips that she organizes that give all of us a chance to go explore the world and not just get stuck in some kind of random tourist trap but to actually go see people who make things in various places around the world and I think that's quite exciting so all right let's get to that interview here we go well, Jamie, it's a pleasure. I've kind of just made myself at home here on my little wheelie cart, Excellent. taking over your booth. Super. <laughs> here at the Grand Rapids Quilt Show. I was here a few days ago on the first day and, of course, could not pass this booth without buying several <laughs> several of these blocks. We went home, I will tell you, though, went home and my daughters tried this. Yeah. And they love it, especially my youngest. Um, well, that's one of the joys of block printing. I think it actually appeals to all ages. It does. I mean, I've done block printing with three-year-olds. I've done block printing with eight-year-olds. It has no barriers for age at all. It's fantastic. It's, well, it's lovely. And we're, my family, we're into printmaking. We just bought a press for printmaking. So oh, we're carving wonderful. our blocks. Oh, wonderful. And I was telling your husband that this felt a little bit like cheating because I'm like, I'm taking someone else's lovely design. But the thing that's so nice about it, a lot of people don't want to carve their own blocks. And these people well, do it beautifully. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is what I mean what I although I'm a block printer I really try and encourage people to combine different techniques mm-hmm. you have some wonderful examples behind you yeah I mean you you know obviously when you're learning it you learn the rules about block printing right. you learn about pattern theory right you learn about layering up colors and things like that but once you've got past that you can then start combining stencils for instance mm-hmm. stencils are fabulous things you've I bought some stencils from a booth here with had birds on it so I stenciled the birds and then block printed all around oh so nice. combining different skills nice. and you say uh, you know about carving your own you know some of the wooden printing blocks that we got that are elephants mm-hmm. are fabulous to block print that elephant and then create your own blocks oh, around it right and then block print on top of that so mm-hmm. it's all about layers it's all about color combinations and it's very much about being spontaneous and just being creative i mean when i'm demonstrating at these shows i very rarely ever have a plan or if i do have a plan it kind of goes out the window after about <laughs> five minutes right you just make it up as you go along and it does appeal to a certain creative person who doesn't want to squeeze into a box who actually wants to 
create and print something completely unique, something that's totally theirs, and it's lovely. Well, it's it's very addictive too. It is because then you buy. You have a, I have like I had a little bit of like my little basket on my wheelie cart filled with blocks, and then I'm like, wow, you need more blocks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, the great thing is that I mean, I'm not, I can't draw. But I love to print, so I would love to be able to draw, but I have to accept that I can't. So this is why I love printing, because you can actually be creative Mm -hmm. in a totally sort of different way. Right, and you lift that barrier away. Completely. And what I was going to say is that block printing is a very ancient Indian technique, and uh, we actually uh, support 40 families in India who are all carpenters, their dads, their granddads, and their great-granddads are carpenters. Um, But um, gradually, block printing is coming back into fashion again, Mm -hmm. and people are really opening their eyes to the fact that, hey, I dye fabric, Mm -hmm. I can print my own fabric. But having said that, you don't actually need to dye the fabric yourself. I mean, there's some fabulous different types of commercial fabrics. I mean, this one here by Marcia Durst, who's one of my favourite American textile designers, she designs this lovely swirly pattern. Yes. But a whole whole piece quilt with the elephants and the ferns and the trees is a wonderful thing to print onto with this fabric. So what I'm trying to show is that you can actually use commercial fabrics... As your base. As your base. In layer. Or you can use hand-dyed fabrics. Mm -hmm. Or you can print on cotton, velvet, silk, denim. There's no boundaries to what you can print onto. It's fantastic. It's so versatile. Can you tell me how you actually got started with even learning about block printing and then becoming someone who's actually a businesswoman. It's really, I feel quite blessed in a kind of strange sort of way because um, I used to do a lot of um, stamping, rubber stamping, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't over keen on the teddy bears with balloon type stuff. I like the... (laughs) When it started, when the industry started, there were some dreadful designs. There were, but it's a nice idea. Yeah, I'm sure it's (laughs) It's improved. It has improved without a doubt. But um, I love patterns and I love cultures and I love ethnic patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, So trying to find those kind of patterns was quite difficult. But I have a friend called Jyoti who's Indian and she said to me, look, we make those in Jaipur where I come from. Why don't you come with me and I'll show you? Mm -hmm. So I went to India with her and she introduced me to these carpenters. I gave them some drawings and said, can you make these for me? And they said, yeah, sure. Next day I went back, they were there, these beautiful hand carved wooden printing blocks I brought them home my own little private collection started using them and of course everybody in my sort of circle goes where did you get those blocks from they're stunning and so it kind of snowballed from there now and I first came to America what year was that when you started that oh that was about five years ago I first came to America to a show in Knoxville I had one table and after two days everything was gone oh wow and that was so so um, it's kind of Certainly in England, where I come from, and definitely also in America, block printing is really taking off. People are really opening their eyes. And what I find really exciting is not just the individual person who wants to block print and embroider Mm -hmm. and quilt and things like that, but also I've had several fabric designers now who are literally block printing their fabrics with our blocks, with our wooden printing blocks, and then they're selling the fabric so oh, it's nice. a really nice commercial enterprise for them as well. So right. I think the sort of the, the world of sort of colorishes, which is our company, is really spreading, and people are really opening their eyes to this possibility of why not print your own fabric. I know your husband's wearing a shirt that he said you guys printed today. Yeah, um. and we got another T-shirt here. We yeah. uh, last night we popped into this store 
and bought some t-shirts because we thought well actually we could be wearing our block printed t-shirts right, couldn't we right. so I've got this Dabu I don't know if you've ever heard of Dabu printing Dabu printing it's spelled D-A-B-U and it's block printing it. with mud so my blouse that I'm wearing here, this was block printed not with paint but with mud. Oh, okay, because I was going to guess bleach. The oh, well, colour had been taken away. No, it, it, see what they do is they block print with mud, dye the fabric with indigo and then wash the mud away. Okay. And then you get this wonderful sort of... Um, oh, wow. So it kind of is like tea. a mask for yeah, the, the dye. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I think what I find particularly exciting about block printing is it's so versatile and so endless and I just haven't found the, the end yet. You know, I haven't come to an end where there's nowhere else to go. You know, there's it's not just block printing fabric, but there's also thing, the mixed media world. I mean, the things you can do in the mixed media world, the scrapbooking, the papercraft world, the embroidery world, the pottery world. I mean, these blocks press beautifully into and clay. Have you done any work with that? Yourself? I have. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. What have you made? Um, I've made particularly the most successful thing that I love was some tiles Oh, because yeah. if oh you gosh, yes. press the, the clay into a square and then you know I did a set of elephant tiles for my okay. shower and you press them in and then you um, I actually did a degree in ceramics a hundred years ago so oh, you, you, I do have a ceramic note, background okay, so that is your background <laughs> that yeah. is my background where did and you then, go to school for uh, in London okay and uh, so you press the block into the clay and then you wipe some oxides across it and where and then you glaze it and you get some stunning results. So the um, oxides does that that cause like sinks a... into the the impressions. Okay. okay. Which works really and what well. does that create anything color wise? Well, does that just... I think what I like is where the edges are. The oxides break away, and you get a sort of different variegated uh, color okay. effect. Okay. So so they make them really truly one of a kind. I really think so. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I just need about another twenty years. <laughs> Oh, I know. To experiment. I know. I know. And, That's uh, the hardest you know. thing. But my, I mean, it's just so exciting when people post pet photos on Facebook and things and say, hey, Jamie, look what I did with the colorless wooden printing blocks. Aren't they gorgeous? So it's just fun to see other people's happiness as well I can't do it all but I I do love seeing what people do with it and that's my favorite thing actually is is the teaching right because that's the sort of main thing I do is is teaching block printing because uh, once you've actually taught people the basic rules Mm -hmm. they're off there's no stopping them and that's that's wonderful yeah it is it is very creative very open-ended and very personal and did you start teaching right away after you came home with your blocks? Did you start teaching your friends? Um, or when did this officially become yeah, I a profession think, for you? Well, again, it's like most things in life, that you kind of drift into, into it and next, evolves. Right. And somebody at a show said, oh, could you come and teach my group, please? I mean, I've been a teacher for 30 years, so... Right. I'm a natural teacher. So I said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come to your group. And then that group told another group. And mm-hmm. so it snowballed from there. Um, and that's the sort of thing that's my most favorite thing is really the teaching side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody shares ideas, don't they? Oh, they sure do. And I have my own channel on YouTube where I do a lot of teaching there because I find YouTube really interesting because with the Colorishes YouTube channel... You can reach so many more people. You oh, know, you yes. reach people all over the world mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily even meet. So do have a look at the channel because it's well worth. Oh, a lady uh, wrote to me recently and said she sat up all night watching all and of watched every single one oh, of my videos because we've got just over two hundred. Oh, <laughs> so it is. It's well. I think if you love creativity and if you love color, um, 
the block printing seems to tick all the boxes for certain people oh, yeah. and if you're into that kind of world mm-hmm. then you can see people's eyes just light up as they approach this any of these booths either in America or England they come up to you and they, you know that there's a printer in them because their eyes they just know they've come home right they know that this is the thing that they love to do even though they may never have seen it before suddenly it's a kind of eureka moment in their life so it's fun and I think that's the most important thing you've got to be relaxed and be able to play and really there are no rules there is no people say oh can I do and I say you can do whatever you like and mm-hmm. that, I think that's quite a revelation for some people right because they're used to having maybe you buy a kit and it's very specific you know yeah. instructions for something this can be anything you want it to be which is really really one nice. of the most important things on the Colorish's homepage is that we do have a video how to block print because they only there are only two things you must have one is a foam mat underneath your fabric uh, which you need something with a bit of give mm-hmm. and the second thing you must have is a sponge you dab the paint on with a sponge which a lot of people miss that so the foam mat and the sponge are the only rules that you have to remember mm-hmm. and the rest of it after that is completely up to you and if they don't have a foam like i know there's that fun foam is that too thin? I, it's difficult to know what foam foam is. You just—it's just a square of foam. I mean, how I thick? How thick do you think it should be? I don't know how you define foam. That's the problem. I mean, what I used to do um, is I used to go to the garage and you know the car wash foam. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, the, sponges. the sponges. I used to cut those up and that use those, and the foam mat. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can use something like a yoga mat. Okay. You know, something like that. Something okay. with a so little bit of give. You know, probably about a quarter inch. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can use a towel, but we do sell them on our website. So, okay. Oh, you know, so you have foam. Yeah. We, we use bubble them. wrap, uh, a bubble wrap mailer, because okay. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't ideal, but my daughters wanted to print right away. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, well, I can't wait till I. I agree. I'm not moving very fast here. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to just get them. I said, well. Grab one of those bubble mailers. Well, it's good to improvise sometimes. And it, it had enough give to it. Yeah. And it wasn't so forceful that it was popping all the bubbles. Try tonight with a towel. That yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try that. A, you don't want it too squishy. Right. But it you want it to sides. be. You want it to get a good impression and have yeah. give to yeah, it. Definitely. So, well, one of the things I noticed about, and this is obviously because you've been doing this a long time, but one of the things that my daughters were trying to get the hang of is having that even print, so you don't okay. have a nice print next to one that's really light. Or too dark. You, know, so you want to try to have yeah. that even. Some is that just comes with. I think with that time. just comes with practice. And yeah. with that look, I tend to teach people layering. So because if you're layering, you print a layer of light color, right, all randomly, and it doesn't matter if the print isn't even, right. And then you print a second layer with a mid-range color, mm-hmm. and again, just dob 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 all over the right. fabric or paper, and then a third layer with a darker color. And so you're not looking for an exact precise image, but if you're doing pattern theory and you're doing rows and mirror and brick and checkerboard, that sort of thing, you might want a very clearly defined pattern. It's just a matter of practice. Mm -hmm. I sort of suggest to use the heel of your palm, of your hand here, because that way you get even distribution as you press down on okay, the block. So if you're but using again, this. if you look on the Colorishers website, there is a video there. Yeah, to show I, you. I will be getting some popping some popcorn and yeah. watch <laughs> some printing. Yeah. yeah, and have you met the people that are making your blocks? For I you? have. Well, 
as it happens, I host holidays to India every year. I did so, see that. And yeah. you have a little card that you're handing out. Yes. Absolutely, because... Um, so many people are interested about the story of block printing, sure. the background story, that about four times a year I take groups of ladies, generally ladies, um, to India to uh, show them the block printing story. So we take them to Sanganir, which is just outside Jaipur in India. We meet the carpenters and they see the wood and they see the carpenters carving these blocks and then we go and see the printers who then print these wonderful fabrics we also do workshops for instance we do a block printing workshop one in a factory in Jaipur and another one we do actually in a village outside Jaipur so to just see the contrast between the poor well I say poor but you know the one man workshop and then the commercial big business it's and good are they to see using the these blocks in both? They are, absolutely. So they're doing hand printing. And we also go and do stitching, like we do canthus stitch in a village just outside Jaipur. Because I really want people to understand the story. It's a bit like if you know somebody, if you know where they've come from, you get to know them better. Mm-hmm. And you understand and you empathise more clearly, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely, you absolutely do. Yeah. So if you ever get the chance, come on a colorishes textile holiday. When is your next one? Well, I'm going to on a tour around Rajasthan to look at textiles around Rajasthan because Rajasthan in India is like a state in America. It's okay. huge. Okay. Um, and in that particular state, they are they have a wonderful history of textiles. They their use of color is unequaled in any other place I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. They love strong, vibrant colors. They have a lot of block printing everywhere we go, and uh, so you do a tour around Rajasthan, and we go to Jaipur, Jaisalmer, Pushka, all these places which have a very sort of strong cultural heritage, really, which okay. I think is important to understand about textiles and about block printing and quilting and embroidery, all that kind of thing. Since these are carved in India, do people in India do this as a hobby as well? Or is this well, kind of no, like... It's it's kind, I'm kind of interested yeah, in that. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing, but Indians in India don't seem to block print for fun. They do it as a it's business. A, it's a business, because if you go to India, you would not believe how many gorgeous fabrics there are, mm-hmm. absolutely stunning um, colours. And they wear, the Indians themselves wear fabulous colours. They're right. a wonderful oh, yes, heritage. They honour their history, um, and but they don't seem to do it for fun, you know, as a hobby, as a creative right. thing. It's more of an industrial process, a, a way of making money for themselves. It only seems to be, in fact, to my knowledge, Colorishes are the only company in the world outside India who do block printing. So I think we are sort of single-handedly creating a new trend, a new wave in the hobby world of doing it for your own fun and for your own right. creativity. Well, and you're giving people a chance to get some blocks that they would not be able to get well, exactly. easily anyway. Well, these are completely unique. They don't exist anywhere in the world. Um, we do an online mail, uh, and I have to apologize for the shipping, but honestly, every day of my life, I get somebody complaining about the cost of shipping. Well, the but problem it costs is you don't that control much. that. Yeah. I know, yeah. and it does yeah. cost that much. Yeah, you know? no, shipping, I think, it, even just to send something in the United States, I mean, I know, shipping it, is expensive. I mean, yeah, it, and that's it, one of the downsides. We sh- keep it to a minimum, but anyway. So, But I think it's worth it for the uniqueness of what you get. Right. So, um, yeah, we have a fabulous website. We've got, I don't know how many different designs i have no idea there were a lot I but they at change it. every month oh change we every get month. well we we have a, a regular stock but every month that shipment arrives from india 
uh, UPS deliver this another load of blocks. Now, are you surprised, or do you know? What's oh, coming? I, lo- I well, generally I know what's coming, and right. we have a theme each month. Okay, and so so do you just tell them the theme and they carve? Well, once a year I have a meeting okay. and I tell them what I need, how many, each what month. month. So every month we have a theme. Okay, and so next month, for instance, it's sea life. So all our fish and our ferns oh, and wow. all our sea life shells and things like that right. will be arriving so then I have to then photograph them put them on the website tell my newsletter because I have a weekly newsletter and those people get to hear about it first and it's really just about people sharing the love of textiles the love of block printing mm-hmm. and we're very reliant on people telling other people about color issues so you know and, and gradually we're beginning to cast our nets wider and wider around the world which is really exciting yeah well and this has taken you to some fun places too i know so you, i you, feel so blessed i'm so privileged that i have got a profession that i love and adore i don't see it as a job so much because i wake up and you know i'm almost dreaming about it, it, it right. my every waking hour is about you know designing blocks about having them made and it's a lovely story to actually design them for see the whole production cycle to then end up selling them as well right. so we design them email them to Puneet in India he then finds the carpenters we have a whole to say 40 carpenters who make them and it's a cooperative so they get all the money for the blocks and then they come back as I said they're delivered back here and then I sort of say, literally every day uh, making up orders all over the world to send people wow. to block prints. So I love and adore my job. And I love and adore seeing people, what people do with the blocks and how it's theirs. It's, it's their property and it's their creativity. And honestly, I believe you could give a hundred people the same block and they would all do something differently with it. It, it is interesting how that happens. Yeah. It really is. Now that's the power of human nature, isn't it? And particularly about artistic people, creative people who are not afraid to just go with the, go with it and experiment. You know, I mean, they're obviously if we're printing onto fabric and you want to use fabric paints, that's fine. But you know, there's nothing to say you can't block print with gesso and inks and moulding paste and all sorts of amazing stuff. Um, Angelina, you can melt Angelina on it. They're, the possibilities are truly endless. <laughs> now, is there a fear of damaging, though, if you get too reckless? Well, that's There's an interesting some... thing, because on the one hand, I'd say the only two things that I can think of that would harm these hand-carved wooden printing blocks. One is fire, obviously. obviously. But the second one is a plastic-based paint. Mm. Because if you use... Um, I mean, there's some wonderful, gorgeous paints. are one of my favourites of those Lumiere paints. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. They've got a plastic base. And if you let the paint dry on the block, oh, no. the plastic clogs up the carving. Uh, doesn't mean you can't use that you're paint. You're just going to have to You just have to work, wipe it clean and as you finish. Take care of it. Clean it straight away. I normally have a, a damp dishcloth beside me. So you can and I just wipe up. it straight away. But when you're using, say, like the Colorishus fabric paints that are water-based, mm-hmm. you dab the paint on. I mean, I'm demonstrating all day, and I don't clean my blocks till the evening. Mm-hmm. So the water-based paints are fantastic. You can't damage and then them. And when you clean them off, what is your process? What do you do? Hot, soapy water and a scrubbing brush. You need to scrub them. You yeah. don't submerge them, though. You don't need anything. No, I just... Five, five normally, when I'm at a show, I'm in the ladies' cloakroom. I'm struggling with the you 
know, oh, scrubbing them off, yeah, uh, cleaning them, and right. so they're not precious in any way. Not, right. not in terms of looking after them. Right. So they're easy to use. And they don't walk. I mean, somebody once recently said to me, "You realise these will be a collector's item one day because well, they are so unique." Well, they're beautiful too. And does that the, the white? Um, now, are they painting those so you can see the design? Exactly. What happens is the carpenters initially. Uh, saw the logs into like kind of pizzas if you like okay they paint uh, white on one side and that is really to transfer my designs onto the wood okay so they then can they see chip they away with their handmade chisels okay and then once you've used the blocks two or three times the white paint just disappears right and um, it's nothing to do with the print process it's more the design process right um, so yeah after a while they look more, even more love because there's bits of different coloured paints in mm-hmm. the grooves. Well, it makes it nice for your show purposes too. If they were all dark, you wouldn't be able to really truly see the design. Now, the reason that they're dark, which is another important thing to know, is with our blocks, we actually soak them in olive oil. Okay. The reason we soak our blocks in olive oil is because oh, if you don't, nice. the wood soaks up paint oh. and it can rot. Oh yeah, you know. So if you make a block, if you see a block that's made out, it's very light. It doesn't right. matter. There's nothing wrong with it, but it has a limited life life okay. expectancy uh, because our, over time, the paint will rot the wood. However, when you see the darker wood that we have, it, um, it's the olive oil that has been saturated in, and mm. that repels any paint. So when you Did scrub you have to it, soak it in olive no, oil. No, no, no. It's just done once One during time. the manufacturing process, and that's what, and it gives a really nice, good quality look about it as and, well, doesn't it? And what it? kind of wood are these made out of? They're made from a sustainable hardwood in India called shisham. Yeah. And um, it's a good quality hardwood that has been traditionally used over hundreds of years. And um, it's, you can get all the detail. If you look at the blocks and you see how on earth do they get all that detail, it's because it's a good quality wood. Mm-hmm. So they can use very, very fine tools to carve the wood or they can use more chunky tools and that doesn't, no, there's no bits that are going to chip off it. Mm-hmm. It's very, very smooth, which is really lovely. Well, and it's amazing to me, too, how you have, like, if you have a stack of blocks that are the same, and they are really good at recreating Aren't they the just? Same. I agree. I mean, what workmanship? I mean, when you look at these wooden printing blocks, I'm in awe of them still, because I just look at two, as you say, there's a stack of the same pages there. will be, like, there. a slight variation, but very, very slight. Very slight. And, and you need, I feel, again, if you look on... Uh, on our website, we've got lots of videos of showing carpenters making these blocks. Mm-hmm. And it, is, it needs to be seen to be believed. You know, our colorishes carpenters are the most skilled people I've ever come across. They have an ancient skill there that we just want... We are dedicated to promoting block printing because we just feel that their skills are so precious. Mm-hmm. We want to keep these skills going. We want to keep block printing alive and we want to keep giving these wonderful carpenters work. Is this an art form that, was it in jeopardy of being dying out before it was, you well, kind of... Well, I think when you look at the history of block printing, I mean, certainly from an English perspective, back in the 18th century when we had the Indian uh, trading company start mm-hmm. out there, that's when block printing first came to England. It was very big in India then. So it became very important sort of in the textile industry. But then the English cotton makers got upset because Indian cotton was proving cheaper than English cotton. Mm, So then for a while Indian cotton was banned so there was no more block printed fabric coming through. 
there was a chap in the Victorian era called William Morris and he uh, loved block printing and he used to do a lot of block printed work uh, using them and then it died out again there's sort of waves then we had a um, a wonderful um, company called Laura Ashley. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. had that yes, in America. Yes. Uh, Laura Ashley, again, she made very affordable clothing, and a lot of it was block printed. So again, I block printing. Block yeah, if you that. look at, hmm. I mean, back yeah, in when I was in my twenties, I, I used to wear yeah. these lovely sort of printed dresses, summer dresses, and they were all block printed. But little did I know then that thirty years later, I'd be, you know. A, block printing designer and trying to forward the craft so then block printing died out again and um, I think along comes Colorishus and starts reviving it again so block printing does have a history and I know that we are altering the trend of block printing and I know that with all our travels and all our teaching that um, block printing is becoming another art form in itself which is proving very very popular well, and it's it's so accessible too because other people. I mean, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to go get an art degree to no. learn the yeah. you know the very basic part of it. Yeah. Obviously, you know the more artistic background you have, you're gonna be able to take it further. Exactly, for sure. But I love the accessibility of it, and that I could put the block in my child's hand. Yeah, and she didn't even let me do that. She grabbed it herself. Oh, <laughs> I was well, like, I'm set up, mom. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and, and I think ready. one of the most exciting things I've ever done is literally have a little three year old. Because I had to do some block printing. Because mm-hmm. I had this big piece of, I love recycling. So oh, I, yes. you know, recycled envelopes and wrapping. You know, when you get a parcel in the post, it's got brown wrapping paper. I always forget what's in the parcel. I want the brown wrapping paper. Right, so you can but I'll iron that. And then I've got a little three-year-old friend, and I was teaching him how to block print, and he was just dobbing it on, and we made Christmas wrapping paper. Oh yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Because at three, they just go dab 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 all over, don't they? Right. Dab, recharge the block, dab dab dab. Doesn't matter. There was no sort of thought process going into it. Totally spontaneous, and the colours with the gold and the red were truly magnificent. Mm-hmm. And it was all recycled. So you're right. You know, the accessibility is just there for any age group, isn't right. it? And, and I, I like too that you're in a you're at the quilt show, so people could make their own fabric and then quilt it. And have you done that yourself? Have you? Done I have. Quilts? I've got loads of quilts. I don't know what to do with them all. But when I'm at shows <laughs> like this, I say like this is a four day event, so I'm demonstrating block printing all day, every day. Right. So I try and make things like this quilt here. This is the, an elephant quilt. So with the elephant quilt, this is a whole piece quilt. What I'll do with this, I'll take it home and I will make it into a quilt and then give it to a little five-year-old friend that I've got as a Christmas present. So I actually have spent the last four days making my own Christmas presents because <laughs> all these bits of fabric here that I've been are printing, be... they're all going to be little makeup bags with a zip in. So I like to make things right. with my block-printed fabric. And when I'm exhibiting in England, I like to sort of show people the quilts. But obviously, when I'm in America, I couldn't. I don't well, want to be shipping. You probably have. Out. Oh, the expense we, of that. Yeah, too. we'd rather fill our suitcases with blocks. So do you f- you travel with all the blocks with you, or do not you ship really? Them ahead? We ship them ahead. Yeah, okay. they're just too heavy to. So I was going to say this would be a quite an undertaking to you make know, your no, way. The, the, the uh, I think the shipping is very straightforward. We, they just UPS just turn up and collect it, and we turn up at the show, and here it and is. Just hope to sell it's them such all. a relief. <laughs> well, luckily, well in America we have two companies who buy them off us oh okay so uh, one is called Splinters and Threads they have okay. an online shop okay. and the other one is Artistic Artifacts okay so again these are two uh, companies in America who 
ship in from they also support the carpenters so okay. they design their own blocks as well from the same carpenters and Puneet sends the blocks to them so that's three outlets one in the UK and two in America okay so uh, supporting the and same do, and are you kind of overseeing those other two companies or are they no no they're no, nothing they're, to do with they're me. independent I just okay. introduce them to the carpenters because okay. we want to I can't do it all by myself I need people right, right. to be out there and selling the blocks and teaching people how to use them inspiring people with all the different ideas and things so um, it's good to have a couple of companies in the u.s that can sell the blocks because it does help with the shipping costs right right that's the that's the one barrier probably yeah yeah and then the folks from india are sending them every month you have new selections i do available i I mean the other two companies that uh, distribute are have a smaller selection we have the biggest um selection of wooden printing blocks in the world and how many do you have in your collection i don't know i think i if i said a thousand i'd be guessing i but we do have i have a warehouse full of blocks oh wow (laughs) it's called block printing heaven i can tell you oh my goodness and i the other exciting thing is i keep a master block I keep one block of every one I've ever done. So I have, do you have them displayed somewhere. I mean, how do you I do don't, that? I don't. Not at the moment. Um, you could create a whole I, wall. I do. Like. I literally have a whole wall full of blocks, and they are absolutely beautiful. I'm intrigued by this because you said, you, did you mention that you didn't? You don't draw yourself, is what you said. I don't, but I can do drawings on computers. Oh, so okay, so you do designs. a graphic, yeah. graphic illustration of yeah, what and you like you know i do things like i edit photographs and you know there's other and pull some of these patterns yeah you, you, you know things like i don't know if you're in a, I don't, a medieval church in england sure and you, see, you look take at the a picture floor. of the floor oh i take pictures of my feet I know. And tile all the time <laughs> yes i have more pictures of the floor than anything else because <laughs> when you look down it's the patterns, patterns, patterns are fantastic patterns, yeah. manholes i mean we went to istanbul for the weekend i took 600 photographs of manholes and you think <laughs> what? that many different ones there are so many patterns wow when i never imagined that looking at patterns yeah they are so exciting oh that would make and a so nice from block. there you make you go on the computer and then i edit it with my photoshop email the image yeah and then they print or do whatever they need and they to do. interpret it in their own way okay so you leave them that freedom to do yeah okay. i mean I would say 99% of them are wonderful, but every now and then we get a block back and we go, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> and now, do you, do you have to decide how many you're going to order after you see it, or do they send you just I go norm- on faith knowing that you're no, just going to get a I box normally, of them? I normally get 10. The first time we've ever had a block, I get 10. Okay. Because I can't really afford to have a whole mass of them and then not be able to sell them. Right, right. So I, the, the first 10 that arrive... I try them out at a show, see if they sell. I mean, we've got a few blocks here that just go from show to show to show that never sell. Um, and I don't no idea why, because I think they're gorgeous. But it's just because I think it's gorgeous right. doesn't mean somebody else is going to think they're gorgeous. It is interesting, because some of my best ideas are what I thought was my best idea. I know. People are like, eh. And then something I thought was just not that great. People are like, exactly. this is the most fabulous thing ever. So, yeah, we can't predict sometimes. You really can't. <laughs> so, But once a block has been tried and tested and proved to be successful then we just order you know they're on permanent supply as soon as we get low i on the web order you know, stop i just order another lot and i know which ones are going to sell at shows particularly um different shows have a different feel i mean one of the shows that we go to is in houston 
Now, Houston, for me, is a very artistic place. <laughs> There's two shows that I find the most creative people go. The more art quality people right. are at Houston and Chicago, so I'll take the more sort of arty ones mm. there. Okay. Um, but things like trees and leaves and birds and peacocks... You know, there's certain images that kind of doesn't matter where you go. No, people, people, people want to love put a bird them. on it, no yeah. matter. <laughs> birds are very popular, right. uh, but I don't want sort of like cartoony birds. I want what I consider sort of birds that suit being in wood. If right, that makes right, sense. right. And I love paisleys. I think the paisley is a really traditional Indian style. Now, I don't know if you know anything about the history of the paisley, but. Um, thousands of years ago, um, they started printing with the side of the hand. If you roll your oh hand, oh my goodness, up, I didn't realize we have paisley. Got with that it, yeah. was the paisley. If yeah. you make a fist like that, right. the edge of your hand there is, is how the paisley was invented. Oh, wow. So they've got caves in Pakistan where they've actually got printed sides of hands. Oh wow! And then it's almost like a sort of prehistoric Zen tangle because then they started sort of doodling on them inside, right? building up more patterns and so the paisleys are a very traditional indian pattern but they are stunning as well i grabbed that one first yeah. when i was shopping the other day oh yeah because i don't think you were in the booth we loaded up <laughs> really we a lot oh well done oh my goodness yes well you, yeah, you weren't here i forgot about that you weren't here yeah my daughter and i came back and we um we went to the yeah we went across to the bank oh <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> and, well, no, and it, no, we loaded up, and it was really fun. And actually, the paisley, the big one, I have the big one. Really? Oh, that is such and a privilege. I haven't printed it yet, but I'm like, because I haven't had time. I, but well, if you go to my so web, the Caloicious website, yeah. go to the shop, go to wooden printing blocks, go to paisleys, you'll see a video of how to use that paisley. Okay, cool, because I, um, I bought a couple other ones. A large one can sometimes be a bit worrying about how to get it right, but on that video, I show you how to go off the page and how okay. to print paper. So it's not nothing is difficult, but I think once you've seen it once, it demystifies right. any fears right. that you may have. And it just looks so. Pr- I took a picture and put it on my Instagram, and people oh, responded very positively. People, people are, there's someone with the last name Paisley. Really? They wrote, I love Paisley. Now there was a, we had a customer came yesterday, and they had a daughter called Paisley, so yeah. she was buying Paisleys for her daughter, which was lovely. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's really fun to hear like too what other people do. Like you know, as far as stories go, you see, there's this lady here. She's filling. We have this on the last day. We often do a pick and mix option. Oh yeah. You can have a box and you can fill up the box with any combination you oh, like. Wow. And doesn't she look like she's in pure heaven? Mm-hmm. She's just going around the table. And how much is your box picking. when you do that? Well, we normally probably varies from show to show. Forty dollars. It's okay. very. I mean, we when we're in America, we try and keep the price as low as possible because yeah. we really don't want to be taking this back home with right, us. So right. we stack it high and sell it cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's really, it's absolutely fun. And and it's like, yeah, it's just the possibilities are endless. And in it's a kind of cheesy way, I sort of feel like, I'm trying to explain it how I feel, but it's I, I kind of metaphorically see people in India holding hands with us, Colorishes, and us holding hands with you. I, I feel like people around the world are holding hands mm-hmm. through block printing because we have people in Australia, it's very popular in Australia, where we have one client in Tasmania. Oh, wow. It's wonderful to think, you know, every now and then she puts in an order and we just say, oh, how excited to think that way over in Tasmania She's there's somebody block printing. With a black you create. Yeah, and it's yeah. so, it's kind of, as I say, in a cheesy way, people around the world are metaphorically holding hands through block printing. Are all the carvers men? 
or, or women? I've never met a woman one. I think okay. it's a different culture. Completely. Oh, absolutely different culture. And the heritage is really based on on men. Okay. I mean, the, in, I'm not saying. So it's a craft that has a, a skill that's passed down completely to the men. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, nothing, there's nothing to say women can't, but I think in India at the moment, the people where they that are, are doing the moment, this are... that particular traditional skill has traditional values. Okay. And now, when you have, like, say, the paisley, for instance, you reorder the paisley, is it the same artist who carves that, or is it a bunch of artists who know all the patterns who can carve? I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, if, I've, if, I've never actually... Because uh, I, I go there, I, I show people... When we go and see them, I mean, I can have, like, 25 people with me, guests, mm-hmm. showing them. So they're not actually doing a normal day's work because... Right. You can't really work in a workshop with a whole group of people. Right. Um, so I, I would like to say that I, as far as I know, I think we have the same carpenter who does the paisleys. I mean, for instance, we took us a long time to find a carpenter who could carve the alphabet stamps for right, us. Right. Because we had these alphabet blocks, and they're really lovely. Mm-hmm. But because they speak Hindi... They didn't understand, they couldn't see, I mean, our letters, you know. Like, if I looked at a Hindi letter, it wouldn't mean anything to me. No, it's a symbol. So trying to get them to carve, that, say, like a T with the arms across, they might miss those off because they didn't think they're important. So it took us a long, long time to get a carpenter who could finally carve a correct alphabet. So now he gets all our alphabet blocks and he individually carves every single letter. Oh, wow. And makes the sets. And they are wonderful. So... I think what I'm saying is some blocks have the same carpenters and some blocks, like the elephants, you might have half a dozen carpenters who specialise in elephants. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a mixture of sort of things going on, really. Right. Well, and they're lovely and it's fun. And the aesthetic is much different than when you're working with rubber stamps. I mean, I, I do love rubber stamping and that's where my roots are in rubber stamping. My disappointment with rubber stamping was how they would disintegrate. Yes. And I had some really wonderful faces. And then if I hadn't used them for a while, I'd come back and get them out of the box and the face looked like it had leprosy or something. <laughs> the, the rubber makes, has disintegrated. That makes kind of a disturbing I know, card, I didn't right? know. Was these, the, the, the wooden printing blocks just seemed to be durable and forgiving and mm-hmm. put up with any kind of abuse I chuck at them. And you just clean them up at the end of the day and they print as good as news the next time I get them out. You've inspired my daughters and I to oh, well, I'm really start happy to doing hear some, that. some printing. Yeah, cause well, we that's had... what we want to do. We want to inspire and instruct people to be creative with their block printing. Now, I know one of the things we've been printing on kind of fabric scraps just to kind of get started um, because you don't want to buy like a really nice garment, yeah. a dress, and then destroy it if you don't really have a feel for what you're doing or uh-huh. you don't like your placement. What do you recommend when people start? Is there anything you recommend that makes a nice little project to do for your first project? Personally, I like placement. I mean, I don't know if you use placemats. Yeah, but in no, our that's house, a good idea. we yeah. lay the table every day for every meal. Right. Well, not every meal, but every dinner. Right. We always have dinner together, and we lay the table. Mm-hmm. And so we have the most gorgeous selection of placemats because they, again, you know, you're always producing little samples. Right. Uh, so they're very, very simple to do, particularly with children. So you've got placemats, you've got runners, you've got coasters, you all that coasters, kind of right. easy right. sewing thing. And that kind of lends itself, leads into sort of quilting skills and patchwork skills, all that kind of thing. And I've just challenged myself, which might sound crazy, but I really find zips difficult. 
and putting in zips. Well, I think there's there's a little a trouble skill, sometimes. sometimes. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm on a ch- personal challenge here to master to, to master <laughs> zips. So I've been making zips. So this show, I've been uh, demonstrating with pieces that I can then make into little makeup bags for all my girlfriends at home for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And that's a nice thing to do. Right. And I've got an iPad case that I've actually block printed, which I'll show you. So I think it's sort of nice to sort of try little pads. I mean, here at this show, I don't know, I've brought about a dozen different um, patterns because there's some lovely patterns around here. I've, I've, I've brought a pattern for some uh, from bibs because they've got this lovely elephant there and I just thought, you know, I'd love yeah, to make some bibs for a friend yeah, of mine who's just yeah. had a baby. Yeah. I'd like to block print some bibs, right. something unique. Right. So I bought different patterns for different sort of projects that I'd like to make. So I think it's a really nice thing to encourage people to start using patterns, mm-hmm. to start making things for themselves. And uh, I mean, ultimately, obviously, quilt making is, in my way, the way I see it is a very skilled process in itself Um, and I aspire to be a great quilter um, but I know that you know I've I've got I'm building myself up to I do simple quilts Mm -hmm. when you ask about a good place to start one of the places that I was taught to quilt was to do I have a friend called Vicky and she taught me how to do crazy patchwork you know you just like you say all your scraps Mm -hmm. print all of those stitch them together and just kind of keep on growing and making tablecloths and um, Bean bag covers oh, yeah. and cushion covers. Mm-hmm. It, it, the possibilities are endless, aren't they? They sure are. And as far as paints paints go, what do you recommend? Well, um, yeah, if you're printing onto a fabric that you want to wash, mm-hmm. then you really do need a good quality textile paint. And we, we Colorwishes sell a, a fantastic brand of, fan, of fabric paint. But in America, there's a wonderful Pro-Chem. They sell gorgeous paints. Okay. But, you know, if you're printing something that you, isn't going to be a masterpiece, who, that you never say going to wash, use any paint you like. Okay, I mean, sure if it's on paper or canvas, something like that, emulsion paint really prints up beautifully. I don't know if you have the same thing. I, like the paint you, you paint walls with. Oh, oh that really? really prints beautifully. But, again, you just need to clean it, have a damp cloth beside you and just wipe it. You Could along. you actually use these on your walls? Have well, you done that? I have, but you can't block print directly on with a piece of wood onto a hard wall. Right, because there's no. What you yeah. do is you block print onto tissue paper. Okay. So what I've done is I've torn tissue paper up into squares. Okay. Then block printed each square with a with an acrylic plastic based paint. Okay. And then you um, glue the tissue paper onto the wall with diluted brush diluted PVA onto the wall and then place the tissue paper as soon as the tissue paper touches the wall it's it's stuck and some of the tissue paper disappears and it's a and then I do a little bit of stenciling in between just to hide the gap and it looks fabulous and you can do furniture that way as well oh wow really really beautiful breathtaking is that one of your YouTube videos I haven't actually I do have a a YouTube video on decoupage which is that technique Um, but I haven't done one on furniture I've done things my video is more about wooden items that you can buy like trunks and blackboards and and little laptop desks so you really could do I mean anything and it's well and it's it's not because have you ever walked into a fabric store and then walked back out because it didn't they didn't have exactly what you were looking for that's happened to me yeah sometimes and then I find I gravitate toward um solids yes but then I get home and I'm like this is just too I mean need something else yeah. and so this is definitely a great answer to that definitely um 
but then you see, as I said before, some of the batik fabrics are gorgeous to block print on top oh, yeah. of those. Is that what you use? Well, that's oh, kind of a... The it's, one. It's, it's gorgeous. It has a little bit of... Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's so many gorgeous fabrics. Yeah. It's just... I think it's an emotional buy. You just buy what you love, mm-hmm. and you can alter it yourself to your own style, can't you? When you're printing, did you have a pile of things that you would print it and think, oh boy, this didn't turn well, out so well? No, what I tend to do, I always have, I have this sort of belief that if it's not right, it's because it's not finished. So if you, you don't like it, just keep layering. Yeah, if it gets a bit too dark, just go back to white paint <laughs> and just keep building up layers and layers until and, you, you like know, it. rest assured it will turn into something really yeah, gorgeous well, in that's, the a end. Good, that's good advice so if it's, if it's not gorgeous it's not finished okay, okay. all right i'll tell my daughter don't that. stop until you love it <laughs> that's really great so how many do you have yards and yards of printed fabric well, I kind of do, but I do use it all. You know, I'm always making um, quilts, and I, you would not believe how many cushions we have in our house. We have placemats till they come out of our ears. But, you know, we have friends who come by and say, hey, I love that cushion, and I'll have it. So and I don't like to sell my work, but I do give it away to people. Okay, so. and then you... You're focused on selling the stamps and then using them in your life. Yeah. So they are very much part of my life. Even my husband's wearing this block-printed T-shirt here. <laughs> Even he's had a go now. So, And I'm not... He's, he would say himself he's the least creative person that I know. So he made but his shirt, though? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. very happy to block-print because it really is that easy. And he does see... Look, look at his... <laughs> So we fly back to the UK tomorrow and uh, we have another show in Harrogate on Tuesday. So it's back-to-back fun. Oh my goodness, wow. Well, it's, you know, there's a lot of people out there who want to know how to do this and we just seem to have boundless energy and enthusiasm to do what we do. No, you guys have been very happy um, in this booth every time I've come past (laughs) it. I've been past here multiple times. Yeah, so will people catch you here in Grand Rapids again next year? Um, Do you know? Probably not, only because we're at an AQS show and we're trying to work around all the shows. So we've done Paducah, Cincinnati, okay. Knoxville. And I I mean, it's not to say I won't go back. Okay. Just that I'm trying to it's make that, sure you're that I cover, make your cast our nets wider and wider because okay. we like people to sign up for our newsletter. We like to give people our card right. to encourage people to go to the Colorless website, right. sign up for our newsletter. When that way, we can keep people up to date uh, with our Colorishes Club and all the news and the details of things. So we just want to kind of reach as many people as we possibly can. And in order to do that, you have to go to different places. Yeah, definitely. I understand that. So I don't know if there's anything that I didn't ask you that you want people to know about block printing or about your business and what you do. No, I mean, I think the most important thing is just to go to the Colorishes website, www.colorishes.com. And that Colorishes is spelt with a U, right. the English so the, way. All the Americans would be like, wait a minute, it's not going to the yeah, right place. No, C-O-L-O-U-R-I-C-I-O-U-S. <laughs> so go to the Colorishes website. Don't trust your spell check. And just, you know, look at all the videos, be inspired, and see what floats your boat, what excites you, and try some of the, the techniques out, the, some of the textile techniques out that we've got for you to be creative with really just go and have some fun and just let go and relax and play learn create and be happy well that's some wonderful advice so thank you so much for telling me about block printing and i know my daughters and i have something to fill our time now super well it's something (laughs) you can share together isn't it yeah and that is the really nice thing about it is that my kids are eight and ten 
and my eight-year-old is really into printing all forms of printing and she really took to this and and it was really funny because she has her little bag and we have um, I think we left with three bags (laughs) we have a lot of blocks well you have yeah I I honestly believe you could do a hundred things with one block Oh, you could. You definitely so could. So if you've yes. got a whole stack of them, you've yeah, probably no, it's, got a year's supply of happiness in that fine. bag. Yeah. And you know how this is, though. It's kind of like the rubber stamping thing, though, where people get one block and then they want more blocks. And Well, the other know. thing about these, the, the hand-carved wooden printing blocks is they're beautiful items in themselves. I actually am so going to put them on a, a shelf. Yeah. I'm thinking about actually displaying them on our main floor of the house because I think they're beautiful. Well, and, we and have one... Um, client who drills holes halfway through the back of each block and she has them all over her art room wall oh, so oh. they look beautiful in themselves yeah. and she can find them which is a really nice right, way to Right, because if you put them in a box or something, you can't find them. And I've, people have sent me photos of they have a really lovely basket in the middle of their art room table with all the blocks, and they just look um, aesthetic in themselves, don't they? Well, that's the thing is that rubber stamps never look this good. I mean, they. I mean, there's no comparison. You know, this yeah. is a, this is really a, they're just beautiful. But I mustn't be disloyal to rubber stamping because it was the bedrock of my creativity. That's where right. I started. That's where you got yeah. And I still love my. And actually, to combine them, you know, you. You may have some rubber stamps and you may have some wooden uh, printing blocks and just mix them. I've got a lovely quilt that I made combining the two. I just used the textile paint and combined the two. So, you know, they're still good. They're good place friends to have. There's still a place for rubber stamping as well. So that's good. As I say, the message is loud and clear. Mix your printing techniques to create something really gorgeous. Well, that's awesome. And are you going to be back in the States at some point? Houston. Definitely got to come. And when is the Houston? Houston. When is the Houston show? Uh, Houston is at the end of October. Sadly, I can't come this year in 2014 because I've got to be in India. Okay. Um, But certainly in 2015, I have plans to have the biggest display ever in the history of block printing. Oh wow! Will be at Houston in 2015. Okay. Well, people have something to look forward to, and we have some listeners in that area, so that'll be fun for them. And I think these quilt shows, as you probably have gathered. People come from all over. I know it's fabulous. These shows, so it's pretty cool. I mean, the Americans don't think twice about jumping in a car and driving endless hours to come to a court show, do they? No. So yeah, well, I appreciate your time and your your energy and your inspiration. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, a very special thanks to Jamie for joining me on the podcast for this episode. I really enjoyed hearing about blog printing and. It was so fun to meet her, very inspiring, and I have watched several of her instructional videos on her YouTube channel, which you can get to from colorishers.com. I will post links to all of these things on my site over on craftsanity.com so you can find all that, and I'll also post some photos of the blocks that I have in my collection now and some of the samples that my daughter and I have made. I've been kind of working on scrap fabric initially because I kind of wanted to make sure I could figure out how to effectively do the printing. So I recommend watching Jamie's instructional videos, practice a little bit on some scrap fabric or paper. You could practice on paper too, but I think you should practice on the fabric if that's what you plan to print on, you know, when you start doing this for real. And then graduate to the teeth howl so you're not making a bunch of mistakes on a towel and better to start the scrap fabric. Jamie mentioned that having a cushion underneath. We've done a couple different things. You can use a towel underneath. If you don't have a mat, an official like black printing mat, you can improvise. You can use a towel. Or we've also used bubble wrap 
and you push down and you're not pushing down so hard that you're making the bubbles pop, but we've done that. The towel I think probably is better. There's also that craft foam that they sell and that's a little bit thin, but if you put a couple layers down, I think that would work as well. I haven't tried the foam yet, but that's just a couple ideas to throw out there. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and learned a thing or two about block printing and I hope you got inspired. I know now I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of going to India to learn more about this. <laughs> I don't really have time to do that right now, but it is now on my list of destinations that I want to get to because I think it would be really fun to learn more about this. I would also like to thank the Patreon sponsors that have come on board to help keep Craft Sanity going. I really appreciate your continued support. Thank you so very much, all of you. High fives to you all. I'm going to keep doing my thing, recording shows and finding interesting people to talk to. So I'll see you back here in about a week. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Mm-hmm.